I'm fly like an eagle, I'm yelling, go birds. He's sniffing the end zone, I'm feeling like hers. Scramble out the pocket, boy, it's the first. Like Davis, we blitz and put him in the dirt. Working big plays, I'm feeling like slaves. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back into the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan. If you just came from the Penn State episode, this is all pretty much being put out there at about the same time. So I'm giving a little disclaimer right now. Unfortunately, I've had some issues editing, producing episodes. Why? I have no idea. The editing software I go by has hit a lull. I have no idea why it is. It's straight up pissing me off for the past couple days. So I'm trying to re-record these episodes. I had a preview episode out on this game against the Bills, but never got to produce, uh, put it out there. So that's neither here nor there. But we're back. It's Tuesday, November 28th. Fingers crossed this gets put out, and you're listening to it on the same day later on today or tomorrow. But regardless, Eagles beat the Bills 37-34. Um, so we're talking about that in overtime, they were down 17-7 at the half. They were down 31-28 with about 24 seconds left to go. And Jake Elliott and his right leg came out and sent us to OT. A brilliant job by Jalen Hurts in the second half. A brilliant job by DeAndre Swift. The defense in overtime stepped up big, um, and they did well on even some decent drives there in the second half. The Kelly Green uniforms looked spectacular, even in the soggy, wet Sunday afternoon. Just a brilliant, brilliant comeback by the Eagles, and a win that I think you have to really feel good about, that, you know what, this team could have just said to themselves, we're just going to fold up shop. And this is just, you know, this is, it is what it is. But no, this team came back. Jalen Hurts was dead in the water in the first half. His quarterback rating was 7. It finished at a 96.2. I mean, he had a whale of a game in that second half. That throw to Olamide Zacchaeus was the best throw I've seen out of him maybe ever. That was the best play, as a matter of fact, I've seen this season. I mean, there have been some really good ones, and I'm probably sounding a little biased, but scrambling, being flushed, going to his left, and then making that throw to the end zone, and what a catch by Zacchaeus. That's a tough ball to grab over. I think it was Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer there. I mean, put it up in only a spot his receiver could get it, Great job by Hertz. Great catch by Zacchaeus. And Hertz on the I mean, he also added 65 rushing yards, had two touchdowns, and the of course the one to win the game. Just an absolutely spectacular performance by your quarterback. Um I can't think of a I, I can only think of one season, one season in Eagles recent history and this isn't even that recent where you've had someone struggle through a majority of the season and struggle a majority of the time and put together a a season um and kind of just battle through kind of the 
the crap that they've been um, putting together throughout this point, or even just how poor it's looked at times. And I can only think of one other quarterback that's done this. And I don't even really think from a statistical standpoint, but just from like the standpoint of, oh my gosh, what are they doing? And then it works. I think you have to go back to Donovan McNabb's 2003 season. Um, And for those of you, here's a little refresher. That was the year that the Eagles lost to the Carolina Panthers in the NFC Championship game. They went 12 and 4. I don't even know if I don't even know who McNabb's leading receiver was that year. It may have been Todd Pinkston who probably had like barely 700 receiving yards. It may even have been second year running back Brian Westbrook who broke out. Let me look here. Uh leading receiver that season was Todd Pinkston 36 catches, 575 receiving yards. He was the leading receiver in yards. Receptions, James Thrash, 49. And McNabb somehow managed to put together a season where he threw for over 3,000 passing yards, had 16 touchdowns, 11 picks, and put together a very, very solid year and rushed for 355 yards and three touchdowns and led the Eagles to a first seed in the playoffs, home field advantage throughout, and of course they lost thirteen to or fourteen to three, excuse me, to the Panthers in the NFC Championship game. But the determination by McNabb, how he was able to throughout the season get better and better and battle, I think that's the combination that I make right now between him and Jalen Hurts. That's the only combination or the only season I can really think of, and that's not even like all that bad I mean Hertz compared to McNabb from the stats isn't that great and Hertz obviously has better receivers but just from the standpoint that I mean he goes out there and maybe doesn't look his best throws a pick early like I said the first half sucked but then he went out there and just turned it on throughout the rest of the game I mean that's just what I'm seeing right now to Jalen Hurts DeAndre Swift, 80 rushing yards on the game, had some big carries in the second half. Um, He put together a whale of a game. They took away A.J. Brown for the most part. He still had 5 for 37 and a touchdown. They left Devontae Smith open, though, 7 for 106 and a touchdown for him as well. Big game by Smith. Big last two games, really, by Devontae Smith. Defensively, the Eagles weren't stout. They only had one sack, which was by Hassan, or excuse me, by Brandon Graham, um, which was came at the end of the game. Needed to hound Allen more. They only had four quarterback hits. I thought the secondary did a pretty decent job. I mean, you know, there obviously were some holes there, but I thought James Bradbury had one of his better games. Jordan Davis came up big in overtime. Um and I really loved what we saw to him. He eventually shut down the run. James Cook, who put together a solid game in the receiving game and on the ground. But, you know, I think the Bills came in here with some juice. They, you know, punched the Eagles in the mouth early, and the Eagles responded. I think that's what you want to see out of this team. They didn't fold up the tent and say, oh, well, we'll be 9-2. and two. You know, we'll on to next week. No, they went out. 
they got the win. They battled, took it to overtime, got got it done. You know, I think um, what more really could you ask for out of a team that was down 17-7, which isn't a terrible margin, but they battled back. So a great job by them. They secure a playoff spot. And now it's on to uh, San Francisco, which we'll talk about more on Saturday. But yeah, uh, big win. You know, the the haters are out there, and that's fine. That's okay. I mean, I you know, we're Philly fans. I think this is kind of like, okay. I mean, you know, kind of just shrug it off. I mean, we're not Chargers fans or anything. We're not going to get that butthurt about uh, whatever, you know, you're saying. Um, it just does how it is in Philly. So... I don't think that should really affect anything moving forward. I mean, especially Nick Sirianni, who does a great job pumping and motivating this team. Heading into San Francisco, I think this is the most anticipated game of the year. It's uh, it's even earned more anticipation than Dallas week, so congratulations to the 49ers. I mean, you did it. Congrats. That's, uh, that's very tough. to. I mean, really, it's tough to do. To get Eagles fans to kind of circle that week and say, um, December 3rd, that's the game that I want to make sure I'm watching from beginning to end and I'm getting juiced up and pumped up about it. It's not Dallas week? Are you kidding me? Congratulations. That's a That deserves a round of applause. You see 49ers fans at the link, buy them a beer. Like, congratulations for that. I mean, seriously. So... This should be a, a good game. I think um, the Eagles have been battle-tested thus far, and I'm, you know, I'm looking forward. I mean, when that game ended, I wanted it to be next week already. Like, I was like, I want more of this. This is fun. Like, that was a fun game to watch. I mean, best game I've watched all year, and that wasn't even that great. They still haven't put together a full 60 minutes, and they, they still won. So, you know, here's to hoping that continues over, that carries over. But um, we'll talk about that more on Saturday because I have a, I think I've spotted the one point on the Niners offense that the Eagles need to completely shut down in order to beat San Fran because I think San Fran looks better on, uh, on the field than they did last year. But we'll talk more about that on Saturday. Thanks everyone for tuning into this episode it was a tremendous game. Tremendous game. If you missed it, I feel sorry for you because that was awesome. To come back, to fight, to battle the way they did, to earn a win um, was awesome. And, you know, heck, I mean, it was a win-win scenario. James Cook won me a week in fantasy, even though it, it was at one point looked like it was going to come at the price of my football team losing which i was i would have been ticked off about and not pleased coming on here but happy they got the win fingers crossed that this episode gets put out today because i don't want to deal with any more of the bs that's been going on i'm not going to name drop anything but total um i've been contacting them all week they haven't fixed anything i i'm so livid um but that's neither here nor there. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time. E-L-G-L-E-S-E-R!